That's what it is. You look stylish. <laughs> All right, I'm ready whenever uh, you are. I am too. We're going. We're actually rolling right oh now. My. So oh I just, shit. I just, sorry, we missed that comment on your wife, so you might want to throw that back in there. <laughs> well, I guess we could say that we should leave her in this, no matter what. <laughs> and if uh, if she were here, uh, D money here would go first for sure. <laughs> and with no further ado, uh, the man of many aliases, uh, uh, one of the most up. Fucking city monsters. I would actually call you a train monster. Train wrecking ball. Uh, Kerwan. This is Damage, your old school AOD. Um, with, uh, we got actually a couple of riders here. This is like an eclectic uh, group of individuals. We got Jir. We also have a true painting and a bomber mural here. Vic Kerr's uh, sharing with us today his uh, insights, his philosophies, his. Uh, his contributions to uh, humanity and uh, uh, the the evolution of uh, his his graffiti spirit. So, Kerr, with no further ado, welcome. How are you today? Hey, thanks for having me. You know, before we get started, I'd like to just hand it right back to you, man. This you're not easy to look at, but uh, you're fun to be around. So, thanks for having me. You know. <laughs> well, you know, it's like my mom said, looks aren't everything, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. So this is uh, this is a shout out to all you guys at Crime Time out there, uh, Golden Spike Empire, Apostle International. Uh, Kerr, how did you get your name? Uh, it's just kind of like uh, I I kind of got in some, some some legal trouble as a younger lad, as many of us do, and uh, it just kind of it was the next uh, it was like the lowest common uh, denominator to what I was already doing without keeping the same uh, alias. So that doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, if I were to tell you the other name, which we're not going to, but it would make a lot of sense. It's just a break off of some other names, and as you get older, you realize that the letters you choose are a lot more important than actual what the name means. Or, but really, from like letter to letter, it's uh, more crucial than you'll ever ever realize uh, that what you put after each other will really have more an effect on your style than your actual creative thinking. So I just kind of got something that was blocky. It was more of a blow-up name at first just to do some fat, blocky, squared-off letters. And it ended up turning into, like, every girl I've ever ran with, just a squirmish, screamish nightmare. <laughs> so are you supposing that there's some, like, Chinese astrology or some African voodoo number stuff behind the letters that our <laughs> artists select for their names? Absolutely. I mean, if you take a name, like, uh, you know, certain letters are definitely harder to... Uh, you know, bust than others, and um, it's just, it's kind of like women, you know, you kind of know what you're getting when you start hanging out with them, but you just kind of ignore the uh, the truth right in front of you, and it just becomes, you know, bad to worse, so really what you want to do is just pick things that already already have a decent look to it, yeah. you know, because if you meet a girl's mom, you know that she's a pretty good idea, if she's huge, <laughs> the girl you love will just be rotten and like overwhelmingly gross at some point. You don't want to fall in love with that. You want to take something good and make it better. <laughs> take something good and make it better. Awesome. Well, and you've done that as far as inspiring other artists around there, you know, just starting toy riders to even, uh, you know, sophisticated stylists. You've always challenged them, and uh, they've made themselves want to get better just because your balls are so big and getting up so much. So from we're not going to talk about any of the other aliases and stuff like this, right, but are there other names that you do write for riders out there? Um, to, to know? I mean, they don't need to know your name, but are there anything else you write or you only write her? Well, I have, I've probably done 30 different names. Um, other freight names such as Area, A-R-E-A, um, Aru, A-R-U-H. Any, you know, combination of, uh, you know, of, of letters. Just because, you know, we're busting the same name every night. It's kind of like, you know, writing a, 
a paper on breast cancer every 26 hours. I mean, there's only so much data you can find on, you know, Wikipedia and shit. So you want to change it up without um, doing the same stupid fucking essay again. The best way to do it is just once in a while flip a different name or just throw an extra letter. It just keeps it a little bit fluent and keeps it changing. But it also makes you like a better writer when you rep another name or someone else's name or just it just kind of proves that you can do because anyone could take the same four or five letters and somehow make it work that's not hard but to take something a little bit different and still being i guess getting a c plus on it i mean that's really doing your your homework sucker so what do you have to say to like writers who become like developmentally stunted because of like legal entanglements or uh, uh, retarded life issues well i think there's three things that keep kids from and staying in the system it's the three c's or the three k's it's uh careers kids or a case so i don't blame people for not you know toughing it out but the truth is whether it's bmxing motocross or aerosol art um, the only way you're going to really maximize the pleasure is longevity and that goes for marriage career whatever you're in Uh, you really don't get the real peak of it until you see some other asshole half your age advancing at it uh, that's what really pushes you. So you just got to keep going, and you'll get the most out of it. So if you were to die today, were you, would you be expecting 40 virgins in the, the light of eternity to be waiting for you? No, but I've had at least that here on earth. So <laughs> if it's doubled in heaven, amen, I'm there. <laughs> High fives on all sides, you know? I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. So, you know, you're like a fucking monster when it comes to train. In Salt Lake, uh to date, right now, there's only maybe a handful of riders risking shit, getting out there, hitting the yards, doing what they do. Uh, you are by far the the sickest, most up train wrecking kid in Salt Lake City right now. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into trains, maybe some of your first experiences. What got you hooked? Okay. Well, obviously, Salt Lake is kind of a smaller... Uh, it, it's, it's a city, and it blossoms, but as far as the grass scene goes... Um, trains are just the logical step and uh, anything that gets out of town is a good thing so uh, the buff back then was pretty serious and uh, the trains weren't getting buffed and they really aren't today either I mean there's panels 10 years old that are still rolling so it's just kind of like making a video with your girlfriend even if you break up with her you can still like reminisce about the good times and that's what a train is and it ages so every year you see a train go by um his age has some rust to it. It just tells a different story to the same, a different version of the same story. So trains are really uh, worth their weight in gold. So I just started investing a lot of, uh, you know, good paint and good time into the trains. And uh, I just, I think uh, a lot of people at first start painting trains are like, man, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never see it again. Or, But really, uh, more people will definitely see it than in this city. And more people have and they've obviously caught on and some of the first trains i ever hit were um grainers and and just other just 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 felt good being out there you know you felt like a homeless guy out in the middle of nowhere in the darkness and it always had that you know just real dirty grungy feel to it and you know a lot of things can't make you feel that way i've been in a lot of places where most people would wouldn't be I think I've dated a couple of women that made me feel that way. Hey, I'm sure. Uh, let, let me check your uh, your websites. We'll we can verify that with proof. But uh, yeah, I think just being in some really weird places and uh, for the middle of, uh, of just no real reason at all, but just to be there 
and trains bring that you know you go you know exploring and uh, it's just been a good ride you know yeah, well, what do you have to say about like the hobo art and uh uh the, the dudes that get up in like a, you know a uh, fucking chalk or just even the uh the the train ra- train yard of rocks I think uh, I think more so lately do I have a real respect for it because there was writers like Bozo Texino. Obviously, there's three different versions of that name or even more. But that guy was putting it up in like probably the 50s or 60s, which predates a lot of the actual aerosol art um, at all. Um, so I think some of the first real graph writers or at least name recognition people were, you know, the hobos or the uh, the train workers that were you know, marking the panels. So there's just a real, uh, just old school presence, and and you can't uh, you can't duplicate it. As far as what's going on today, a lot of people are just uh, they're just kind of seeing things, other types of art, fine art, shitty art, stencils and stuff, and they've just kind of uh, said, oh, I could probably do that, as opposed to just stumbling into it, getting exposed to it, and starting to do it. People are just like looking at other sources of you know becoming famous or exposing their life you know proof of their own existence i think it's real van wagony i think a lot of uh art really is and i think uh unless you got you know five ten years under your belt we're not going to take you serious and the people that do take you serious aren't the kind of people you want to get props from it you know anyway because they'll be gone in two or three years screw them so should be kids should kids be doing graffiti art for uh for just fame or or I mean, not. I mean, I guess a because pro- because everybody's obviously doing it for fame, but I mean, fame for profit or fame for vanity and fame for yourself. Well, I don't like, think explain, explain your Jedi voodoo and all that. <laughs> well, fame is like gravity. You know, you can't uh, can't see it, but you can feel it sometimes. Oh, where you know, deep. but you can't really uh, you can't really say what fame is. You don't know who you really you know affected. Locally, maybe you kind of can, but at the end of the day, it's really for you. And unless you're doing it, you know, for you. You're not going to hang in there very long. And the longer you do hang in there, the people that initially really uh, liked what you were doing aren't going to be around long enough. Every, I mean, every five years, I was just telling you this, every five years you uh, you start over and you start gaining a new fan base just because all the old fans are married or they found something else more important than, than this garbage. Those clowns. Those clowns, yeah. Yeah, man. So, what cruise did you first get started with? How did you get started in graffiti? You woke up one day and you were just born gifted. Was this like a, a transcendental type of experience given to you from like the ashrams and gurus you've meditated with, or is this like a hereditary thing you got from your folks? Uh, that's it. That's interesting. Um, I think it's definitely um, something that you uh, realize at a younger age that you're into. Um, I, like I remember being in like seventh grade working on like a wood shop, you know, project and. We were doing names. Well, I happened to be doing my mom's name, my little wood project, and it was all graphed out. And I, I had no graph exposure at that time. So, any awareness at all? I mean, no, not, not at all. Not I mean, I mean, I'll be straight up honest with you. I have minimal, if any, art skill at all. But I realized that uh, you could, uh, if you craft something and you know, mold it enough times, that uh, you know, you can even make a fat kid look like a bodybuilder if you train him hard enough. So I figured just stick it out, keep pushing it, but. The real basis of that got me going was uh, there's a local spot called uh, Suicide Rock. Yeah. I'm sure you're you know familiar. Obviously, the rock was painted, but but the tunnels were just mutilated, like some old like DTF stuff, um, GPC stuff. And always uh, went down there and saw that stuff. There's some old like scare and um, pesk, um, some AOD stuff. I mean, I saw a lot of 
just old stuff and, and that place was running and my initial look at it was like man this just, just looks like shit i hated it actually <laughs> i wanted it dead i wanted to meet these guys and it's fucking ha- just you know find the biggest blade and take their hands off you know like they did in that one movie robin hood with oh, yeah, uh yeah. remember they whack packing their hands off for being thieves <laughs> yeah, in the, in the robin hood, yeah i wanted to do that to them but really uh at the end of the day you end up just really uh you know not liking it challenged me to be like well crap i mean i could probably if these guys knew what i can do it and uh you know almost the fear of it just drove me to just love it and man it's like a ridiculous drug addiction i haven't stopped since please help me <laughs> there is no help for uh, cases this hard man yeah. we can have a come to jesus meeting that's kind of what this is all about inspiring the light of others to really uh oh, take it on and do even more so you know there's some uh, questions that came in over the internet and and people are dying to know um <laughs> no, I like so that. your plane gets hijacked. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> no, no, I didn't have a weed just lost. Is that going? Yeah, it's going right now. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Is this? I mean, you really don't know when you're going to get a chance to, you know, to 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 check out. So the fact that you might know you're leaving, you got nothing to lose but you know to be a hero. You know, if yeah. people, uh, you know, people that like jump in front of a bus and save like a six year old, even if they were the biggest scumbag on the planet. People got nothing but good shit to say about them. So, all is well if it ends well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to put my ass on the line. I'm going to order an extra tall glass of coffee and chuck it in Mr. Terrorist's face. You know? <laughs> but, you know, either way, you know, nothing feels better than when you're going down. Just ask your old lady. <laughs> she would know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she uh, When I first met her, she gave me a raffle ticket with a number. I was just waiting for that damn thing to get called. Damn. But really nice girl. She's really smart. <laughs> That's so rad. A lot of graffiti artists nowadays, Kerr, that are uh, staying in touch worldwide, um, uh, into graffiti, being graffiti and stuff like this. Tell us uh, about some of the structural changes you've seen in America, the Internet specifically, and, and what roles that might play with graffiti artists and just uh, graph kids in general. Well, unfortunately... In every major city, not just Salt Lake, um, it was always about your city. And uh, the Internet has kind of taken you away from that where, you know, someone would have someone in their their city and that would be the precipice that they had to reach. Like if I can get as good as Sledge, if I can get as good as um, Caro or this guy or whoever, then then I was hanging tough. But nowadays people, you know, they're just riding the Internet hard. You know, they don't even go out and bench or, you know, check out their local scene that it that used to be the real that was the influence for the most part back then you know you know especially and to see the changes like from regular cameras you know 35 millimeter to to digital you know we used to have to wait a week or so just to see our flick and now you got a digital image getting like an instant shot and like all the lighting shittier that you didn't know if you had like night flash burn on your freight you didn't know and so Everything back then was um, delayed um, gratification. Now everything's instant, you know. You want to paint a piece, and within six hours, it's on the net, getting hits. People are looking at it. That, you know, that's just, that's uh, ridiculous. I mean, we've already got fast food that's waiting there. You pull up, you eat. You know, everything is so instant on this planet, and it's made us lazy fucking slobs. So the more that you can just patience yourself, and enjoy it the more you'll enjoy it you know if you buy a damn candy bar at the grocery store and eat it before you get to the car 
you really didn't even enjoy the damn thing. Just put in your look at the damn thing. That's as good as eating it. You get home, put on a movie, and take a bite out of it, and you're like, you know, you get a two-hour enjoyment out of one thing as opposed to eight minutes, and you're burned out on it quick. So just slow it down. The world's fast enough as it is, and the Internet's just made it faster, and I don't really agree with people just, you know, promoting themselves because... I mean, it's part of it, and it's essential. If you're doing work, you deserve to get love. But eventually, the truth will shine through, you know, just like the gospel. Everyone will find out what's real or fake, you know. And some people, it takes 50 years. Some people, it takes, you know, getting put in the ground uh, to finally, you know, figure out what's bullshit and what's real. But just slow it down. Enjoy yourselves, clowns. <laughs> well, I got a question for you here. Uh, you know, I know you have come to know you for over the last several years, and uh, you've been even an inspiration to me. Hey, uh, do you know where we met? Do you remember where we met? I met you at, at Liberty Park, that 7-Eleven across from Liberty Park. Oh, yeah. I was wearing, like, a homemade graph shirt I made in graphics. And you're like, yo, where the hell you get that? I'm like, who the hell are you? And you're like, oh, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, you're shitting me, right? <laughs> I took a knee right there. And you were like, no, no, not in public. But that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, though. Oh, I've never met you. That was great. Oh, man, that's dope, dude. You're dope. All that anyway. acid I ate, sometimes my brain's a little, like, gelatin. But I, That's fine. I, but, I, but I remember... Uh, you got the eyes to prove it, that's for sure. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what was your question? Sorry. Well, the question is is that uh, you've had all kinds of interests over the years outside of painting, too. I noticed that uh, you've been flirted with the entrepreneurial side. You seem to be uh, gifted in the ways of business and stuff like that. Um, how do you feel about people pursuing their own business outside of graph? Or people just trying to prosper themselves at all? Um, uh, like as in using their graft skills or just doing other things? Either way. Um, I think you look at like Stacy Peralta. You know, he like kind of pioneered like skateboarding back in the day. And then he ended up like starting like the Pal Peralta skate team. I think uh, if you have... And, you know, a lot of people that start the businesses aren't necessarily the best at what they were doing. Yeah. But they understood the industry. And I think... Um, you know, we're not here to advance ourselves in one thing. You know, if you're good at shooting a gun or doing this or that, you know, there's a hundred things to get good at, and we've only got you know 60 to 80 years to, to utilize it. So the more you get your hands in, the better off you are. There's only 24 hours in a day, but if you work it right, it feels like 30. So I think anybody that's doing more than just uh, one thing, um, obviously uh, they're going to be a lot more you know well-rounded and um at the end of the day probably have a lot more to show for themselves so don't limit yourself to anything um you are your own um you know limit so just set the bar for yourself and um you know take your grasp skills take your you know your dedication your hard work because there's there's no substitute for hard work and just do whatever the hell you want and uh anyone that's gonna make something out of out of anything uh I, i got hats off to them because uh, we all have, you know, an equal opportunity to, you know, advance ourselves as humans. And, and we're not here uh, to, to struggle and, and, and suffer. I mean, if you got an opportunity to, to break the mold and make something good of it, then you're a damn fool if you don't. So go for it. I'll back anybody up, you know, especially you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thanks, anybody, anybody looks you wrong, I'm going to ear hole that son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a doctor, but I'm good at, like, I'm sort of like an anesthesiologist because I can put almost anybody to sleep. You know what I mean? If I hit them, right? <laughs> That's so dope, dude. Well, thank you, man, for having my back. And right back at you. It reminds me of that terrorist analogy that, you know, my mom always raised me uh, with uh, breakfast for champions and, and a good phrase. If you can't say something nice, just remember your eye gouge. 
So I'll share that with you. Just remember your eye gouge. Practice your eye gouges out there, kid. Hey, can I just have a, a closing statement? Is this it? Oh, well, we can keep rapping. Oh, we'll keep going. We can go. Uh, Dude, I got a, we got a billion questions. We have well, uh, a burning building, uh, <laughs> burning building questions, all kinds of good listen, shit going on If here. we weren't, I, I mean, if we don't close this up, I mean, it's going to open up like every girl you ever ran with. You oh! I mean? And that's usually the worst three minutes of their life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, he's fast at everything, yeah. He, he's a damn track star. Oh man, that's so dope, dude. <laughs> I love you, kid. Uh, so, um, let's get back to that burning building question. <laughs> I'm just burning. To an- I'm itching to answer it. Outside of a burning building, the flames are up. Chances of survival are nil. Question is: Do you run in, risk it all to save potentially absolutely nothing? Or some hopes of being able to rescue a, an innocent individual. So let me get this right. So I don't know if there's anyone in the building or not, but it is on fire. And if there is, they're probably going to die. And there's a pretty good chance I won't make it out, even if I do save a few people. That's right. Um, shish. Um, I think uh, anyone. I think we kind of you know went over this earlier, but uh, if you're going to go out, you know, go out with a bang. I think humans deep down are good if they're forced to be and i think most people would would cower in a bad situation but uh you know i don't really care much for humans i think they're overeaters i think they're gross i think they you know take advantage of each other i think a lot of our problems are self-induced um but i do think that uh you never know what effect um you're gonna have on someone and like you were saying earlier sometimes the cause and effect of life um helps people figure out who they are so if i can save someone and and it betters their life um you know i'm gonna at least give it a shot um i mean the old saying i guess i'm gonna die trying you know so yeah i guess you know i don't know what floor to start going you know where the stairs are at but but i'm I'm going in um you mind holding my keys and my phone (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. you tell my mom that i love her all right i'll do that and thanks for looking out hey so where you're the captain of a boat okay 60 miles off the coast. Oh, shit. Your passengers are orphans. Orphans their whole lives. They're just young kids, six, seven years old. Cute little De- suckers. Yes, destined to meet their new, newly awaited parents, giving them the life they never had. Okay? You have the chance to either set a fire to the boat, killing them all, or curing cancer. What would you do? Well, I think that the planet itself is a human, and I think that we are, like, killing it. So, like, if you destroy the Earth... It's as bad as killing a human, right? Don't you think? So I think a lot of people... um, The only reason humans even care about the planet now is because they know that we can't sustain our our fucking, you know, luxurious um, life. So I think the only reason people even care is because they're like, oh, we might not have drinking water in five years. They don't care because it's good for the planet. They care because it's good for them. So for me, I'd say... You know, cancer has its place. Good people have died. People I know have died from the shit. I'll probably check out from that garbage. But uh, I'm going to save those little rotten rats and, you know, let them meet their, their future parents. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, oh. it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, cancer ha- has its place and its reason. Just like every crime does, you know. So. There's no... There's no cop. There's no criminal. You so know under I mean? the mohawk and the the leather, the tattoo, the spikes, and the Barbie doll heads you have on your uh, punk rock jacket here, there's actually a soft interior. 
Um, yeah, but no man has ever found that out the hard way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Dying to know, Kurt, have you, do you only paint in Salt Lake City, or, or are, you, are you a well-traveled individual? Um, are you a nomad? If you only paint in Salt Lake, it's like making love to the same girl like the rest of your life. Like, you know, variety is the spice of life. So I've been, uh, I've pretty much covered the whole West Coast. Um, painting or sleeping? Oh, painting, yeah, or both. painting. Sleeping around? Yeah. Um, uh, of course. See, I, I slept with a girl last night. Actually, we were up all night. Never mind, I didn't sleep at all. Um, no, I've been all over, man. I've mobbed out, like, some serious states. Um, I've been to uh, Chicago and um, just all over. I can't even, I, I don't even honestly, if you were to hold out a map, I can't really point out where I, we were traveling uh, I've driven road tripped all the way from Georgia to Salt Lake, from uh, the Midwest all the way to L.A. So, so I, are you painting in between? Yeah, that? absolutely. I uh, mean, you're hitting up every gas pump and you know bathroom stall, and then you know mobbing just random train spots. But uh, I've had you know such a uh, such a damn good time just painting with so many people, like writers. You know, it's just like you have that common bond. You know, a real kind of brotherlyhood. Uh, you know, almost like you know being in the army or something. You know. Just meet some really cool people that you know. Uh, at Salt Lake, it has that, but you know, you're never you know a prophet in your own town. Whenever I travel, people give me like way more love going into you know other cities than you'll ever get here. People here don't even uh, acknowledge you know time invested or work, which isn't a it's not a bad thing. Um, but this is the green Jello, uh, the one that I inhaled, probably. <laughs> Well, I mean, their ignorance is all, oh, like, yeah. all that, Mormon, nah, all that Mormon feed that they've been eating. Oh, that's cute, though. I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't think it's ignorance. I just think that people, um, you know, I think kids, uh, it, it, I think the best metaphor I could give is kind of like um, doing like some type of martial art or something. People get trained by, by someone, and then they want to fight their sensei, and if they can fight him and win, then they think they're better than him. But what they don't realize is that the worldly experiences that he has that they don't have. But people just think if they can win one fight that they're like a world champion. Well, fuck those kids. Amen. But, you know, I think that you got to fight so many different styles of fighting in, in life, you know, you know, metaphorically speaking. you got to be able to hang out with people you don't know, you know, sleep on the floor, you know, have a budget, you know, ride the trains from, you know, from city to city, you know, and really live that just grimy, you know, sense of, you know, being different. Because really, you know, graph, a lot of people kind of forget that they're they're breaking the law, you know. They can, you know, we, you know, we are against the system in a sense that we're not going to conform 100%. And so, you know, in, yeah, I just think kids have really lost that grasp of what we're really trying to do. And, and people kind of forget that this is a anarchy of some sort. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you're bettering yourself. And, um, you know, you're just saying die hard and, and diligent to something. And that's better than having nothing at all. Do you think, can you think of any uh, writers that you've written with that have really impacted you or shaped you? Inspired uh, you? Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I've painted with a lot of people. Um, a lot of people uh, I find. Any names you want to give props uh, I'm, at? I'm thinking right now. I'm okay. thinking about that. Well, um, I know that there's a lot. So to think of one or two would be difficult. But 
Um, I've painted with a lot of people, and a lot of people influence you different ways. Like, some people just make you try harder at, at getting better. Like, you know, painting with a guy like, you know, Carol or something. You know, he puts a lot into what he's doing. Fuck, what a yeah, dick. Yeah, no, I'm just you're kidding. telling me, but you know, he, he's hard to look at, too. Peace to Carol. Peace to Carol. Uh, he's my yeah, homeboy. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, just certain people bring out the better or the worse in you. And so, you know, I painted with... Um, this kid, Gime, um, from Portland, G-I-M-E, and he's uh, just the most rotten-looking creature you've ever met, but he's uh, he's got a die-hard attitude, and he's younger than me, but you would think he was five years older just because he's so active and so hungry, so that just kind of gives you, like, a different perspective that you can't get at home, so, you know, if you go to other countries, you know, prostitution and drugs are legal, and so you kind of, like, come home and just think you can just light up anywhere on the street corner, then you realize, oh, shit, I'm in Salt Lake, not Amsterdam, grass the same way, the different, you know, experiences give you really a, just a completely different perspective that you it was already there it was always there but you just finally got a chance to look at it so i'd say gaim i love painting with that fool um axel he was from la him and swab came out here some pretty hardcore four guys i really enjoyed their presence it looked like gel house you know you know junkies just inked up from from neck to foot but you know really deep down you know you look beyond the flesh and really cool guys um locally i would say um, that, that I painted with, um, I don't know, man. I don't think uh, a lot of people here have, um, I think people, it's almost like being married. You know, there's two types of women. There's takers and then there's uh, receivers because either way you're giving something of yourself to make their life better. And some of them just demand it and other people just take it. And I think most people I've had the displeasure of painting with here are takers. They don't, they don't bring anything to the fucking table and at the end of the day, all they care about is them. And as soon as you actually let go of their fucking hand, they disappear like some Houdini trick. So were they down for it? No. It was just a convenience for them. And in a way, I enabled them, maybe in a bad way, that depleted their graft career. So in hindsight, uh, I think the less you do to help someone the more you're helping them let them find out on their own if they're down they're going to get a bicycle they're going to get a bus pass they're going to get their own paint they'll figure out how to make things work and that's really what gives people it slows down their advancement but psychologically it advances them 10 years beyond where they should be how has uh graffiti changed from when you first started to now because uh you know, you're 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 going on over ten years now. Oh writing, yeah. So I, I, I just yeah. wish I could quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has it changed? I mean, obviously, we talked about the internet earlier. We talked about you know the camera thing. Where has paint changed? Oh, has paint, it, absolutely. I mean, paint back then, it, it, it's it's kind of like. Um, you don't know what you got until you got something more. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't know that the paint we were using was that. It was all right. I mean, it did the job, and we <laughs> we enjoyed it. But as you start using some European paint, and you realize, like, just how, how much better it can be, um, it definitely ups your game. And it definitely helps, man. So the paint, number one, has changed. Um, I think the overall, like, reason people are doing it has changed. I think um, back in the older days, there wasn't, there wasn't magazines there wasn't really that much to promote you with um so really i think uh the love um has changed you know it's kind of like uh, the old days you know you could take a girl out three times and maybe like french kiss her now you know you take a girl out you don't even take her out to eat and she's bouncing on it you know like a trampoline trick right so it's like 
things have just gotten easier and so it makes you less likely to want to settle down because what's the point where back in the the old days you know you would just you were just happy to be there and um i think a lot of things have changed and not only in graph i think um music and all all cultures have been affected by you know the luxuries we have because really we need to learn to you know a decipher between necessity and you know luxury and graft to me is just you know a luxury because you know all of the things we need to do first like get food survive most of those things are you know you know uh, we already have it's so easy so i don't know man i think people have definitely lost a real perspective of what it is to be a human and to be you know a dedicated and so we uh, humans have definitely uh, regressed, you know, significantly, especially with you know technology. So you know, good luck, and I hope I don't you know appropriate because these those poor little fuckers they're gonna have a hard time in this place. They're not gonna have to work for anything, you know. It'll well, make them lazy slobs. So about that, you know, have your yogic instructors, your uh, <laughs> your Shaolin shamanistic uh, uh, pre- pre- preachers, your. Uh, <laughs> Your senseis and senpais, your tarot cards, your uh, mm, astrologers. Nice, nice. When, when, well put. when, when have they told you the world's going to end? Um, well, they said. Here's the thing: a lot of people think that if they didn't have a house and a car and a hot wife, that the world wouldn't mean anything anyway. So technically, they're going to lose all those things either way by default. So they think that's what that means by the world ending. The world itself will not end. Um, not in our lifetime, I don't think, but the luxuries that we enjoy, the, you know, just everything that comes so easy, those things are going to be stripped away. We've already seen it like right now going on where, you know, people don't, you know, everything that <clears throat> comes so easy, easy come, you know, easy go. We don't have those things just handed to us and, and people are starting to, you know, put their money back in their pockets and say, damn, I don't need that, you know, that shirt that has this shitty, you know, logo on it. it does, no, it's not even a nicer shirt. I mean, I go to the damn, you know, thrift store and get a better bargain for literally a fraction of the price and people are always asking me, oh man, where the hell you get that sick, those sick clothes? You know what I mean? You know, you know, where'd you get that, that leather jacket with all the spikes on it? And the you barbell know? heads. Yeah, so I exactly. thought you made those yourself. But yeah, yeah, you do, you do. <laughs> oh, okay. You buy a lot of kids just buy that shit from the store. Those asshole kids. <laughs> but you know, the, you know, the point is. But is the that, real kids make it. <laughs> oh yeah, they make it. I mean, they pretty much you know slaughter the cow and, and take the hide, and you use the brain to kind of you know texture it. Then they have to dye it with like the urine or something. Yeah, something gross. <laughs> so I forgot what the hell the question was, but I hope I answered it. I, I, I'm sure you did. It was about the world ending, but I wanted to know at what age were you when your uh, ninja instructor taught you to breathe underwater? Um, well, actually, I learned that by default. I was doing 69 back in 88, and uh, basically my nose was um, submerged. So I had to learn. I thought, well, maybe I'll just breathe out of my nose, but my <laughs> nose is plugged. So by default, I learned to breathe underwater. No so, snorkel gear or anything. <laughs> thanks, honey. But, you know, I kept hearing these weird, you know, eruptions. I later found out the name of it, but I don't think this, this is PG-13. I'm not going to say it, man. Yeah. You know, really nice girl, though. She's real smart. You know, they do say that good pussy eaters are like uh, scuba divers. You know, they can go down for a long time and hold their own. So... Yeah. Um, I just hope she's holding it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, as you evolved in um, graffiti art, have you stuck most of the trains? Are you like rock and murals? I mean, you're here with Chu and Jer right now from AF Crew. 
um, uh, painting murals. You, you, you don't do very many murals, or do you? Not like, I mean, this is probably, at least lo- locally, probably my... 10th or you know as far as you know legal teaming up with people um you know you kind of keep that outlaw you know i'm trying to have like you know somewhat of an image to uphold and you know i've never painted any of the fame you know uh you know legal walls around town and the main thing is because uh it doesn't run you know i'm, I'm used to hitting trains that run for five to ten years i'm not going to paint a wall that lasts for two days it's a waste of paint i work way too fucking hard you know i'm not going to waste my my paint <clears throat> it's not that i have anything against it it's just, uh, you know, there will come a day when I'll probably, you know, utilize it. But for now, I think uh, if people haven't heard of me and, and I'm not hitting those walls, um, you know, that's fine. But the people that have, that's, that's more than enough of, of, you know, like a presence. But this is a good time. I mean, this is fun um, for the most part. And when you go to other cities, I always paint, you know, like a nice tattoo shop or a record store. And so I enjoy it. But, you know, a, a train is best, you know, as, as said by scene from, uh, you know, the old school days. So so are you just a graffiti writer or are you a singer in a rock and roll band? <laughs> well, I live the rock star lifestyle. I have been in a band for years and I definitely know what groupie love is all about. So I don't consider myself lucky, you know, for getting lucky. I think that's easy. I think people just make it harder than it has to be. Does but, having a microphone help? Uh, yeah, just like there's one in my face right now. It's almost erotic. Does That's that mean weird. I'm getting laid? Uh, not by me. <laughs> Good. I hope uh, not. But, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, I used to do, um, like, high school, you know, public speaking where I'd go yeah. in and yeah. do, like, you know, prep thing for sports and all that. So I think, you know, in a roundabout way, um, it's just good to have a voice or, you know, have a word, whether it's on the street. A lot of people start out in graph and end up, you know, um, doing something else, music or something, and it, it gives them a lot of street credit. People take them a lot more, you know, serious for you know doing something that is um, illegal, you know, and fun and this and that. So, I mean, yeah, I do do a lot of other things, and I love um, you know riding motorcycles, you know, choppers, and you know. So there's just so many cultures, so many things to do that are fun, and people have really just they need to expand that and, and try to get involved with um, as many levels as they can. Because, you know, the more that you limit yourself, it's a lot like believing in one, you know, belief. It puts you in a 10 by 10 foot room. Anything outside of it, you won't even think of it. And that's not right. You know, you expand everything and, and try to get the most out of it you can. Has graffiti shaped you um, as an entrepreneur or in other areas of your life? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Because graph is uh, kind of like proof to yourself that you're not, you know, worthless. Because you start out, you know, you're pretty shitty. And I'll admit I'm pretty shitty. I, I mean... I've kind of figured out how to work things, but there's people that have way more artistic talent, but, you know, you can't measure heart like you can um, other things. It's just so... Like women yeah. measuring your action? Or your size, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you know, give them six for five. Anyway, five minutes. But anyway, um, no, I think, uh, you know, just being dedicated to, to something gives you a sense of self-worth and like a lot of people i know have really nice jobs and this and that and they've really advanced themselves but they still look at me and like awe and they're like damn you know i wish i had what what you had um you know something to show for the last 10 years almost like a diary you know a portfolio of madness and they're like you know i don't have anything like that so i think this is definitely um humbled me you know because there's young kids that come in have twice the talent um 
everything comes easy to them. And people coming in now, they've got good paint, they've got exposure to thousands of styles, and they literally have a launching pad that far exceeds what I had. And I just have to be humble. I just have to be happy for them and hope that they get out of it what I did. Because, you know, the more you hate, the more you're a clown. Really, the more, the only person that's hurting is you. So anything that you stick with and work with, you know, longevity saying is going to make you a better human. It's going to make you a better friend. It's going to make you a better uh, employee or business owner, better everything. So really what you are in graph, you are in real life. So if you're a habitual you know, quitter like most humans, you're not going to make it in graph very long. Um, and the second anything comes up that's more important, you know, a girlfriend or like a, a job, you're going to quit, you know. So whatever you are in graph or whatever culture involved, you will be in real life. So just prove it to yourself that you're worth something and that this is worth something because most people go 80, 90, 100 years and never find something that defines them or gives them an outlet or gives them some type of you know cheap exposure so we really just got to be grateful to be here and enjoy this shit i mean i I still love it you know i've never got tired of it and uh, i'm gonna do a train tonight so fuck it (laughs) (laughs) look out union pacific here he comes so i was gonna ask you you know obviously you didn't start off just on top uh, oh, cool. The way you are now, I mean, have you noticed an evolution to most riders that start off to now, even in yourself? And what kind of time frame did you realize or, or do you observe um, people really start getting good? Um, I think, um, obviously, kids nowadays are getting good faster, but I would say that um, a lot of kids have, not that there's really rules. I mean, you can say there's rules to art, but I think a lot of people have lost the element of creation. You know, see a lot of kids that come out good, but 90% of their paint strokes aren't even their ideas. Their color schemes aren't risky. They're going with what's safe. They're not pioneering or inventing anything. And so I think the kids nowadays have a much greater advantage. But I think uh, the learning process, um, when you invent something, like someone that, say, invented the airplane, right? The first airplane, that thing was a piece of shit. But somehow they got it off the ground. And it took, you know, 20 years. But everyone based their initial idea off the creator. And that's kind of where I'm at with my stuff. I try to be the creator. And it, it took them probably 10, 20 years to actually define it and make it right but when they did you know it was figured out where a lot of kids aren't really inventing anything they're not even thinking about the initial creation they're not you know inventing they don't even know why a 3d goes a direction that it does but they're doing it why why is it important do you think for them to or do you do you think it's even important that they acknowledge the origins and the old school and and why things work the way they do well it's kind of like dating a girl that you don't know her her past like you when she's acting out like a skank you just think she's an asshole but if you knew that she was beaten and raped by her uncle you're gonna have a lot more you know sympathy like people don't realize what hell and pain that we've gone through especially me like always trying to like you know stay to my own style and not take you know any any shortcuts it's been a fucking nightmare like it takes me a year to to take a baby step that kids can do in 15 minutes on the internet so it's just a different approach and i think the outcome is at least you're inventing something with your own hand and um you can step back and, and know that you you know pioneered it and created it and eventually people that are you know critics or fans of yours they will know um, what they can or can't, you know, uh, reference you to. So I think as far as for your own wellness and your long-term enjoyment, I think creation is what keeps you, keeps you uh, 
entertained whereas of just taking something and taking something i mean there's unlimited shit to steal and yet all the idiots are biting off the same guy or the same idea and so they're going to get bored fast and eventually if you meet the right cats they're, they're going to call you on your shit you know you're not original you're not creating and i think whether it's music or whatever you know to take reggae for example it all sounds the same but you know you got to bring in your own niche you got to bring in your own uh in- invention and that's what's going to make you stand out from the other bands you know so how could kids starting today be more of an originator do you think i mean what do you suggest them huffing mouthfuls of paint before they go bombing or Eating some acid or <laughs> what? 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 Could, what advice could could you, King? Here, yeah, uh, those things. Uh, those things will probably help you. But you know, you take guys like um, uh, I don't know. Right now, I'm not going to drop any names here. That you know, that's kind of stupid. But I think people, um, you just kind of know who's on their own thing. People that take something that's average or mediocre, but they make it dope. You know, those those are pioneers. People see someone you know, inventing something and they, they run with it and, and take it. But if you're inventing, it's always going to change. And holy shit. <laughs> it's Jason. <laughs> are, are we in Texas? Dude, you hit that guy a popsicle. Anyway, cool him down. Anyway, I think, uh, I just think that you're, you know, really just kind of hurting yourself. Is that, what the hell is the question? I forgot. Well, how, do, how do they innovate? How can they become? Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. How, how can they innovate? Um... I think you have so many things to inspire you that um, to just be inspired by one city or one thing, I think you're really kind of losing it. I think, you know, kids that wear, like, you know, clothes that everyone else wears, you can go to a hockey game or a basketball game and see those guys, and you, you almost feel bad for them. Like, damn, that motherfucker, he is trying so hard to just fit in with his fellow humans, you know? And me, shit, I don't even try. And, like, I've got it ten times better than those pricks. You know, because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, in a way, you can't care. You know? Because if you do, you kind of go into a really kind of a a cliche. Like, people look at you, and they already got you, you know, figured out. And that's boring. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys are only going to get certain type of girls. They're only going to get this type of da-da-da. But they're never really going to get what the hell they want. Because they don't have the fucking testicles to just try something on their own whether it's clothes whether it's music whether it's this or that you need to fucking go out there and find something that defines you not the asshole sitting next to you let him do his thing and and, you know you do yours that's embarrassing you know so do you think that there should be more ways for kids out there that are that are good and that have paid their dues? Should there be more means available for them to be able to make money from their hobbies and talents like graph or or music even hip hop music or whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as humans and especially living in, like, the U.S., you know, you have unlimited potential as far as, um, you know, what you want to advance and make money doing. We all have the same opportunity to, uh, you know, make something, um, uh, you know, uh, lucrative. And so I think uh, anyone that takes advantage of that, you're not really taking advantage of it. You're just you're maximizing something that's already there. It, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, when someone invents something, you're like, damn, you know, why didn't I come up with that? Well, all those things are out there. Everything's out there. You just have to not be lazy enough to try to execute it. And you're probably going to have to take some risks, some chances. But, you know, that's just it. You know, the, the path uh, to, to your greater self is really through, you know, challenging the self you are today. So... Yeah, anyone that, like I said earlier, you know, that's going to advance themselves, I really got nothing but love for them because, 
I mean, we're not here to suffer and, you know, squander around. We're here to advance and we're here to, you know, suffer through as many challenges as it takes, um, you know, to be our better selves. And people just, you know, kind of forget, man, that like if you're a human being, you're that you're you're going to suffer. Shit is not easy, you know. Shit is tough. You know, being in love and losing the girl, that's tough, you know. Working every day and, and you know, keeping the mindset of, of whatever it is to go to work every day, that's, that shit's tough, man. So just understand that being a human is hard, but it, it's, it's all right, you know. Just hang in there and, and uh, you know, mind over matter, you know. Use your mind. With no mind, nothing matters. Oh, wow, that's like, that's deep. So I was going to ask you, Outside of your rigorous commitment to bombing and, and, and staying up and out of the, the extensive uh, dedication you have to your shadow, shadow, shadow ops combat <laughs> training that you do day in, day out. Absolutely. What, what uh, sorts of lifestyles or meditations or, or daily actions do you participate in to, to stay well-rounded, stay as humble as you are? Um, well, I mean, obviously, you know, I've, I've got a nine to five. So I think the main thing is, uh, people complain about having a job and you know how shitty it is. And I'll definitely, you know, uh, you know, say they're right. But at the same time, there's no substitute for hard work. I mean, if you want something in life to happen, if things aren't going your way, you know, miracles aren't going to happen. I mean, they will, but you have to get something going in the right direction first so i think just having a job holding it down and, and being you know a good uh, employee having money to do whatever it is i want to do whether it's painting or you know just take a girl to a movie you know i always want to have a couple bucks in my pocket so if i run into a cool cat like you um i've always got at least an extra five bucks to buy you something to eat or you know not that you need the money but you know if you meet someone that you really uh, you know, cherish and think they're a good person. You know, the least you can do is have no, a couple you're, bucks you're, in your you're, pocket. You're, you're a giver, did you yeah. give? Yeah. So yeah. that's just it. I mean, that's gonna make you um, you know, happy and and uh, you know, just I'd say work hard, have a work ethic. Um, as now, far as my now know, with now with that, give me five bucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> here, here you go, prick. <laughs> He's actually money. No, I'm just fucking with you. No, here, do you want five no. or ten? No, this is on me. Can I buy you a drink? Well, you in drink? a minute we can okay, buy a drink. Okay, we'll do that. We'll buy, we'll well, buy but as drink. far as... Uh, other meditations. Do you, oh, med- do you meditate or do you pray? I think you- painting in a way is, um, you know, meditation because you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. You could put a body in the ground half these places I squander through. So it's just you... There probably are bodies oh, in half the places is, you squander through. <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, Have you ever found any? I haven't, but I have found like all that. I, we'll talk about this later. I don't need uh, to go okay. to jail for this <laughs> shit. Okay, scratch but, that. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But I think um, as far as, you know, spiritual goes, um, I think uh, this is going to sound really weird, but I think um, uh, you got to believe in something. I I don't think you need to believe in anything that is, you know, preset by other humans, you know, but just uh, going off what most uh, belief systems have, it's based on the right idea of just being a good person, caring and sharing. You know, as far as karma goes and stuff like that, karma's instant because if you're a fucking asshole and you've got to rob someone to get money, really, how enjoyable is your life? Even if you're getting shit for free, it's not like you're enjoying that moment. 
I will celebrate the day. If any of you guys are out there doing that, I will celebrate the day that your karma is served up to you, either in the fistful of eye gouge or someone shooting your fucking ass dead. Just, <laughs> I'd like to see just, that. Just my own, my own. No, sense. but I think that's just it. You know, karma is instant. You know, if you're, you know, taking care of what has to be, you know, taken care of, you're just going to be a lot more. Uh, you know, you're just going to actually have chances and moments to actually enjoy other things besides, you know, fucking over, you know, your fellow man. You're only going to get so far. You're only going to attract so many types of people because people aren't going to want to be around you. At the end of the day, people are more good than bad. People want to hang out with people with a decent personality that are nice, caring, you know, and well-rounded. And more than likely, that's not going to be you. you know? <laughs> so shove it up your fucking ass, you pricks. I'll fucking dick gouge you. <laughs> I'll penetrate you. Oh. <laughs> Lethal <laughs> shit. Hey, boom, boom. <laughs> you want me to rap? Boom, boom. You want me to rap? I'm hearing a song hey. coming on. Close to it, dude. Hey, what the hell should I rap about? Anything? All that. All right, okay. <laughs> Takers and shit. All right, check it. Check it. In life, you can receive, bleed, blood, and task. Kids that sip, smoke hard, and sip flask. Unestimate the fucking hated the medium. To say you fucking wreck hard, aerosol with mediums. Me, the Gretz and Sledge, Mr. Sledge, and take what you got. Give love. Of a regret, me and damage, yeah, cabbage to serve, cabbage pet dolls, kids, gnats, nouns, and verbs. Have you screamed to scream and have a dream that stirs? Say the worth, what's worse than take away life or birth, death, regress, shit off the chest, reduction to a concussion that makes you fucking me. I'm flushing toilets, spoil it, boiling over, kids half sober, yo, sip and sleep over. Take my couch out, your mind scans, receive, chew paints the wall, blood red and breathe. See another cat, this week, this year, no decide. Say it's nice, it's ice, and say, yo, you can't decide. Anyway, sorry. He just <laughs> somehow he just extracted it out of me. I felt like I just got a prostate exam and like seed was flowing out of me because he just looked at me and I just had to rhyme. Yeah, turn, yeah. Your, turn your head and go. Oh, oh shit! God damn it! He's not even wearing a glove. <laughs> Ow! I don't like it raw like that, man. Son of a biscuit batter. Man. Well, that oh, was dumb. That man. hurt. That was weird. Well, I'm kind of glad that wasn't weird or anything. Is there? A, I'm glad we know each other. What we yeah, do, man. In some yeah. states, that might make us married. <laughs> hey, so uh, any anything you'd really like to share uh, about the transition in the world, uh, uh, just life in general? I mean, you've, you're you're so deep. We've covered a lot of your your core philosophies and driving beliefs. I think. Um, but is there anything you'd like to say just about health, wealth, and happiness right now for people? Any any, any optimistic uh, advice? Well, this is uh, you can quote me on this shit. Um, you know, happiness is a choice, not a consequence. Oh, booyah! So people think that like if they have this, this, and this, they're going to be happy. Uh, it's, it's not the case. Like start where you're at now. You know, be happy with what you have. Accept things you can't change, and uh, work on the things you can. You know, as cliche as it is, there's only so much you can change about the world you're in at this moment. And just take baby steps. You're never going to handle 20 fucking things write down one write down one thing and change it because you'll change one thing 20 you're just always going to look at that fucking list so make yourself a better person um help out a fucking stranger but you know don't give money to fucking panhandlers because you're just enabling them to never get a fucking job if everyone stopped giving them coins they would have to find another option to bettering their life and you're really just fucking them over and the more people that get enabled I'll tell you right now, they get fucking fucked over. All my friends that have died at young ages, um, you know, whether it's drugs or this and that, they've had it damn ass easy. They had cars at 15. They had fucking women. They had everything. And fuck, I mean, all those things enough to keep the rest of us on the planet. 
you know, in luxury and they leave early, you know, without saying goodbye. And that's just fucked up. So work hard, play hard. And, you know, you're not the only fucking human on the planet, you narcissistic prick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, can I get one more thing? I just got some shout outs to like just old school kids. Um, Maybe a lot of them aren't around anymore, but you got to think about the difference in painting back then as today there wasn't as much satisfaction in what they were doing and so the fact that they were just doing it for the love and and that to me is pure and that's what's really you know lacking so anybody that came you know as far as salt lake too this place is a hardcore fucking you know city it's got you know from sponsored snowboarders to hardcore painters we have it we don't have a lot of it but everything we hear is really solid competitive and uh, and there is a, you know a lot of love you know for this city and if you don't like it leave it you fuck <laughs> well Kurt thank you so much for your time hey, and you your know, hey thank you too hey you know you're a beautiful human and oh. you know if my wife were here you'd definitely go first that's for sure <laughs> well I'm just a mirror and I'm glad I would take you up on that <laughs> offer she was here so damn it yeah uh, we share actually I'd have to share it with you we'd have to do it at the same time I'd feel guilty going first that, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't care you know <laughs> I'll always give you the green hit you know that <laughs> <laughs> yes you have actually yes you have dog <laughs> oh man well with that uh, everybody out there in crime time land Golden Spike Empire Apostle International this is uh, Damager 1 Old School AOD Interviewing the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the shadow ninja. Uh, he may look like a punk rocker, but uh, he's actually uh, he's actually a business deviant underneath all that hard exterior. Kerwan, thank you so much for your time. Hey, trust me, uh, you know the pleasure was all mine. Um, get a mop, aisle three. Peace. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>